3D printing technology is pushing the limits of customization, bringing ease to surgical planning and making predictable outcomes. If you are a surgeon wanting to make lives better, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. And now, your host, Dr. Ruchi Pathak Cole, to take you on this beautiful journey. Welcome to the podcast, Surgeons in 3D Printing. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, Dr. B. Vikraman from Raga's Dental College. He's the unit chief for oral maxillofacial surgery at Raga's Dental College. Now, Dr. Vikraman is a very forward thinker surgeon. He has been practicing technology, which started at the year 1996, when people were not even thinking about it. And so what I say that he's a techno savvy person. Let's explore how he managed to go ahead with technology and where he is right now. So coming along, Dr. B. Vikraman with his journey. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here uh, sharing your journey with uh, all the youngsters and all the people listening to you. It's such, a, it's such a pleasure to know that, sir, you started way back and you're still working on that and that passion and that grit that I see that you have for technology. That's amazing. <laughs> so I would like to ask you, how did you get interested in 3D technology? Once I started computing and started building computers in 1997, uh, as I told you before, I have seen that uh, article in my, when I was doing my post-graduation. Uh, right. So I started exploring it, but uh, there was no many softwares or uh, actually to say there was no centers to do a, a CT scan. We had only conventional uh, first generation CTs. Yeah, very so true. So they were not, uh, they were not uh, with fine cuts. They were not, they were doing only about 2 mm cuts. And uh, uh, it is what not a uh, very uh, series of uh, data set. So we were not able to do that. So slowly I was working on that. I used to download uh, data sets to reconstruct the software from the net. Uh, and then I was slowly trying to do that. And one day um, suddenly that uh, software started working. That means I found out by myself how to open that uh, <laughs> software. Then I imported that thing and then I tried to do then I met some of my uh, senior colleagues, uh, radiological uh, radiologists, and then uh, they used to take me to the CT center and tell me how the CT scan, how they do it. We usually see that uh, CT scan is being done, the patient is there, patient is there, and then we get the uh, film out. But uh, there is a work uh, shop behind that. There will be a computer which receives all the data, and then they can do lots of projections and. Uh, Printouts also, they can take. Each company had their own uh, way of doing that. Right. So, sir, but why why did you feel that this technology had the potential? I mean, you've, you've read an article, you said, in like somewhere around 1997. Uh, so, why did you feel you should apply this to your practice or to your work? I mean, did you feel what was the potential you felt? Uh, I, to frankly say, it was my, uh, my interest to know about the technology. I was not thinking that I should be going to apply it in the... Uh, my surgical techniques or uh, I was not dreaming about that or I was not really uh, aiming to do anything with this software. It is only the enthusiasm of exploring a thing. So after uh, one, that's what I was trying to tell. So one day when I was able to see the object uh, was created, 
I was so thrilled and then I contacted my radiologist and asked him, see, this is what I have done. He also got, uh, uh, I mean, one, he was also wondering, man, I didn't expect this. <laughs> then we both uh, started searching to find out where we can print this. There was no any 3D printer around. Uh, then uh, only in Bhopal, I think one IIT is there. So we sent the data there and then the huge amount was, they said to print this. Uh, it will take so much of time and so much of money, which was not able to, we were not able to afford that. So then, then uh, my all my uh, uh, works there only in, on paper. I used to take a printout of the objects. Slowly I started learning how to measure them, how to cut them. As you I mean, we have the help uh, thing in that software so that uh, uh, I was able to do that. And we were not able to get a real uh, uh, CT scan data set. At uh, 0.5 cut, and then uh, you know, only by 2004 uh, in Chennai, we had a serial CT, and then uh, we had a set of DICOM images. Right. So that time, only first time I got my DICOM image. And then uh, there was another company called MTAB Engineers in uh, Chennai. So I went and uh, talked with them, and uh, they were uh, that uh, man. Uh, was very really uh, intelligent man. He knew about these technologies and everything. So he helped me to find out a software, and he slowly gave me a little bit of tips and training how to do that. Uh, then I developed that. Uh, then my uh, professor and mentor, Dr. Gunasil, and was there. He is the uh, um, he is our professor in the U.S. the one of the college. So I went and talked with him. Uh, initially, he was uh, exploring me. So I used to take a printout of measured, uh, like uh, if you are going to do a leaf out one, I used to measure that pyrifam uh, extending uh, the distance between the descending twilight artery and then we used to take. So one day when we were slowly was measuring it and then as we table he measured this and then the paper also he saw the same thing. He said, man, something is there in that. And so he started encouraging Wow. <laughs> then I got, once again, I went to the temp cap. Uh, he encouraged me and then they became the dealer of that software. Okay. That software is called uh, Numix from a materials company from Belgium. So they became the dealer, first dealer to the Asia-Pacific region. So from there my journey started. So they also started teaching me and uh, I was trying to give them what and what we expect from that software. So they know how to work on that software, but uh, they should know what we need, how we need it, why we need it. So it was a very good uh, combination of a surgeon and the engineering person. Uh, many of the technical person was there. So we slowly started this and then they bought a, so they bought one uh, 3D printing machine uh, that is from a Z company. It's called Z company. So then uh, it was, everything was in hand. They were able to uh, reconstruct the 3D, uh, 3D uh, CT data set. We were able to produce a more 3D object. And then we were able to print out the model. The first model was printed uh, in 2004. Okay. It was a syndromized patient. Uh, Dr. Kodasin gave the data set to his patient. We did it in uh, Chennai. So that was the first one. And then the story started. Right. So, so like initially these uh, softwares were written on DOS or probably like you said, I worked on Lotus. And because these softwares were not there then. So uh, were you coding as well? No, <laughs> I am a very good end user. 
Okay. So, uh, I don't. I, I do all those things, but I then found out it is beyond our capacity. You have to immerse your total dedication has to be there. So I am. I wanted to keep myself as the end user. So whatever the software or technology right. can give me, I want to use it in a real time. Right. So some mimics has been there since long. I mean, mimics came in long back, though people were not using it because of the cost and other things involved. It was more, more so to say, into the institutions because of its cost. So, uh, so did you get that version, that free version that they used to supply those days to uh, doctors? And then you kind of gave in your inputs, they gave in their inputs and yes. it kind of you tweaked it according to your needs. Did you do that stuff? No, 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 not, not like that. When the, when I started uh, my introduction to Linux, it was in the version 6. Okay. So they oh. have already come to... 22, 23 now, yeah. And then uh, whatever uh, the basic... Yeah. So ba the basic uh, uh, simulation module was there already. So okay. they have, after that, they have improved into... Well, uh, so much of they have improved. But the, the basic uh, simulation... Uh, that is still it is there right so that is what uh, i i learned first and then i was able to come till 12 and after that i am stuck because my college my institution has got that uh, 12th version okay and then uh, you have to upgrade it yeah very difficult and, but uh, sir i feel over, if you know the older version you will definitely know the newer version very fast because there are lots of tools there which work very fast so if you know the older version yes. i don't think there is any uh, any obstruction i mean there is nothing stopping you to know the newer version so yeah yeah definitely i can anytime any new version give me an hour i will go around exactly. and then i can find out what it can do that's not wow. problem and i have worked in lots of other open source softwares Okay. Uh, like 3D slices. Uh, there are many of them I have worked on that. Uh, VTK, uh, ITK Snap. Yes, uh, ITK so Snap. Many I have worked on. Uh, only thing is, they are a little bit difficult to run in our Windows machine. So I use I learned uh, Linux, and then I used to configure Red Hat, and then for uh, some other flavors I used to do that, and then they were configured with some of my engineering. Uh, computing friends to do these software. So that is very difficult. You have to have dedicated uh, machines and software. So I didn't, as I said, I am um, more an end user enjoying it than uh, exploring it. I explore only a little bit, but right. I try to get uh, end user. I like to be an end user. Right. So, sir, I'd like to ask you that what was your first, uh, like, you know, the first case that you did with maxillofacial surgery specifically, because once, once you start getting results with patients, you kind of get excited about the technology and, you know, then you feel you can implement it further. So could you discuss about the first case that you did with the technology? So the first case was uh, osteoradionecrosis. Okay. Uh, there was a... Uh, it was in the mandible, so we want to be a plan to resect it and then uh, the uh, free flap surgery. So I measured it first, and then I made a small template like uh, thing in a thin sheets which we get in the uh, uh, in tins. We we'll have that small uh, uh, metal sheet. So with that, I uh, the same measurement I took. It was autoclaved, and then the first time we opened up and then we kept that uh, template on that. It was so exactly it was fitting on that. So that was my first experience. It, it would have been your aha yes. moment. <laughs> Definitely. 
and everybody was around me my uh, mentor my colleagues everybody was there and everybody was looking whether it's going to be accurate or not another uh, totally i have not seen the patient i have not seen any x rays only the ct scan and my graphical thing i made the measurement and made the cut in the table wow so, and it was exactly fitting it so that was the first part and mostly uh, then surgical procedures uh, we were doing evaluation we were seeing that we were measuring length seeing densities and uh, finding out what is the other what uh, nearby structures so we were actually learning about the anatomy or the altered anatomy with the use of virtual visualization that was our first uh, thing then slowly we moved into trying to put them in surgical procedures so first is was a template then slowly next case was an uh, i think it's an amyloblastoma case we wanted to resect it and put a plate on that so we printed a model we adapted the plate on uh, the model and then we applied the plate before even cutting making the cuts okay it's called pre application we made the screws loose kept the screws loose we made the cuts once the lesion I mean, the portion were to be resected removed the screws were tightened and the relationship was kept maintained very well the maxillary mandibular relationship and the uh, osteotomized segments also were kept uh, properly that was our second case and then we, we started doing many cases uh, then implants came in so we started trying to do conventionally though there was no options in this version which i have they were uh, giving out simplant so came out from yes. this for exclusively for implants that uh, same uh, ideology we applied in this and then somehow we tried to print out some models and then over that we applied uh, uh, the stent and sleeves on that and then we were able to do an accurate uh, placement of implants right again some pieces also on that and it came out uh, well wow. and i worked with many other uh, neurosurgeons um, um, plastic surgeons they used to come and lots of friends are there so they say well, how can you do about this case i would like right. to see it. so so you have worked across uh, different specialties and uh, yeah we have done lots of these exactly so i would like to ask you what is the role of a surgeon when you are adopting this technology because uh, software is available printer is available now what is the role of a surgeon 100% this conventional techniques can be brought into virtual tech so right. your ideology with, with the conventional techniques for example if you want to see a sinus what is the measurement of a sinus how is it there now you can have opg you can have pnsd uh, moreover you can have even ct scan but you have to imagine a lot to really see you spend all your energy imagining it trying to do that thing. but if you have a software and if you can reconstruct it 3d you are just seeing it you can make cut any 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 portion you can cut you open up and you can see it so the understanding is entirely different and right. even if you have the uh, facility of printing out a model like uh, you don't mind so yeah. if i am having a model i'm going to do a zygomatic implant in this yes it's completely Instead different having my completely different my, my 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 all my energy goes to do the surgical technique other than understanding the situation so right. the situation comes in hand and uh, you can put all your energy and all your thinking into how to improve your technique or how to invent new techniques right 
Yeah. So it's in your hand. You can see it. You can feel it. You can plan it. That's what I feel. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Same. You're right. Yes. So, so you having done so many applications, what do you think uh, you love the most about, I mean, there would be some applications which you must have felt that, you know, it just worked so well. So could you elaborate a few of them? These technologies, they give an insight. They take you to the next level, but they are not the ultimate. It is not uh, possible because uh, basically one thing we have to understand between the material and humans. Right. Both have properties, but uh, our tissues have behaviors. So, like engineering, you cannot pinpoint and say this is what will happen here. So, our anatomy also right. changes in every situation, and uh, in, uh, as time goes, we change. So, exactly. uh, what I would say is it is not the ultimate, but it takes you into another level where you can improve your technique or improve your. Uh, way of thinking towards your subjectives or understanding the anatomy of so, so as a chief of Raga's Dental College, how are you working to penetrate this technology and bring it to your, you know, uh, your PGs or, yeah, how are you working on that? Very good. I am, uh, in this instance, I am very grateful to my, our chairman, Professor Kanagaraj, who was a visionary. So he brought us the, uh, First, uh, we conducted with the help of that MTAP company I was talking to you. We conducted a workshop in our college in 2004, uh, where we had a live printing of the model. So we uh, requested some students who want to give them. So they gave. So some uh, good, very good lectures were there. Uh, and then we on live we printed and then we showed. So he was very impressed. Then only he brought us the software. So we got the uh, licensed version for us. Wow. It's called student version. The license is lifelong. Uh, you, can, you can keep on uh, upgrading your license. Uh, so I was very grateful to from there we started. And I uh, most of the time uh, when the patient is affordable to take a CT scan, we, whatever the whether it's going to be osteotomy, orthopedic surgery, trauma, or implant, I encourage my PGs to take a CT scan. And we have a small computer room there. We have provided with two, three computers. So the patients can, I mean, my students can sit down and then they can, every one of them would have at least seen two to three cases. Whatever they case they get. They reconstruct, they've seen. And uh, I used to get one or one PG under me or two PGs under me every year for doing thesis. Right. And most of them I've done with uh, these softwares. Okay. So one kind of other evaluation. Uh, whether measurement. The first uh, thesis, what we did was, uh, we wanted to know how much it is accurate for to the our reconstruction in the 3D and the, in the physical model to the real physical, how, how it's going to be. Yeah? So what we did, we uh, took a goat head, uh, we took a CT scan, we buried it for some time and then it was washed and then the bone uh, skeletal was taken out. We had this measure and we had a 2D measurement, 3D measurements and then the Model measurements also we had. It came out to be very accurate, less than point uh, zero one human error was oh. there. Other than that, it was very uh, useful because it is accurate. That's so, amazing. Uh, that is how we have started. And most of our PGs still we have that uh, PGs interested. They can go sit down and then they can have their experience. 
Right. And what I am proud to say that one of our uh, students who uh, <laughs> is into service providing now, and uh, one more fellow is in uh, VIT Bellow, not VIT, CMC Bellow. Uh, he did a thesis and he has demonstrated uh, 3D's, how to do 3D supplementary analysis in the 3D with that software in one of our MSI uh, conferences. We had a workshop. Okay. So he demonstrated it. And uh, one day when he was working there, he has met somebody from Belgium who has come to the uh, institute. And they were, they were talking, he has talked them, they were got interested and they have taken him there. Oh, wow. And he is working on it. Wow. That's, that's an accomplishment, uh, sir. Wow. That's so many of our students are, yeah, that is the thing, uh, what, that, is, that, that is the fruit for our work. Right. So, so what is the message that you would like to give to people who are still confused about the technology? Because I see many newer surgeons also still confused, not adopting technology. So what is the message that you would like to give? Uh, we can adapt it in two ways. One is, you don't worry about these softwares and all the technology. You will be clear about what you want out of this. So you give it to the technician, a service provider, sit down with them, give a detailed notes about what is this case, what is the problem, what you want to see, which is the thing you want to know. Write down everything and give it to him. He will provide you everything and then uh, nowadays uh, we can uh, do lots of these conferences. So you, he can send it from his lab, you can sit down and talk to them. The another type is you own your software, your printer, sit down, you learn, and then you enjoy it, and then you can create your own way of doing things. So this is the two, you have to be very clear. Don't confuse yourself. If you want service providing, know about the technology, go ahead and ask them what you really want. Chuma, don't give and tell them, give us Clinton. That is what is wrong. You tell him this is what is the problem. I want this. Thing. That is one thing. That is also fine. Or you get like uh, what I have done, or many of my students or friends are doing it. Whether they apply it or not, they at least uh, able to understand the problem in the with the patient, and they can plan their treatment very well, and they, they can shorten the time and produce better results. Yes, that's very true, sir. And and I think people listening to you will think about it. There are two options. Very yeah, clear. There's no third option. You can't run no, away from technology now. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. You should not. Yes, it is. So, so I find you like a visionary. And so I would like to ask you, where do you see this technology going forward now? Not only this technology, but in general. In general, if you see globally, uh, now the highest thing with this is the printing patient specific uh, processing. That is the highest uh, I think uh, thing that we can do it today. But the world is moving from printing to growing. So they want templates or uh, right. scaffolds and then they are trying to grow. So to grow also you need that the basic scaffolds. So that also being printed yes. now in various materials. And uh, now they are not only printing in single material. There are different type of materials can be printed out in the same printer. It is moving up to that level. So I think a realistic, uh, more humanistic uh, parts can be printed out there with this technology. Yes, very true. So now it's moving towards bioprinting. But then I think bioprinting is also like the basis of bioprinting is again 3D printing. So somewhere you need to know 3D printing to move forward. Yes. Yes. Right. Definitely. Sir, any other message or any information or anything that you want to say? 
I might have not asked you a lot of questions. Almost you have asked all the questions you have talked about. What I would say is, um, don't shy away from uh, uh, technology or improvements or upgrades. Don't settle for. There is one side you keep on doing for your bread and butter and your everything. But as a, a surgeon or we are in the medical field, we know more about the uh, reality of life. We can, other than the other profession, we can understand life better. So applying it to for our technology is inevitable. So don't shy away from technology. Whenever you get a chance, uh, please go ahead and learn it. It is useful. It's not going to be uh, a waste. It will be useful at, at least one stage of your life or one stage of your practice or technique, definitely. So you cannot go away from uh, technology, especially 3D technology. Uh, it is the thing now. What I would suggest is OPG or CT scan are looking at I, 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 I don't believe that. Or uh, it takes lots of my energy. So you see that in the 3D, then compare it with the 2D, and then you get everything in the same screen. You will get everything within 5 to 10 minutes, depending on your experience. Other than sitting down with your conventional equipment. And in orthopedic surgery, you don't have to do uh, uh, what I say, model models. You don't have to take out of the models. You don't have to do Facebook transfer. Everything is there. You can straight away see. You can make your cuts. You can get the uh, uh, surgical papers printed out beautifully. You can do your surgery faster and more precise. You can do it. Same way, in, um, uh, for an example, if you want to do a microvascular transfer, uh, basically, you can first you can evaluate uh, how much of bone is there, whether that bone will be the length of the bone between the two entry points will be from the condyle to the uh, entry of the artery, whether it is enough bone is available there or not. And you know, many times I have seen my friends saying it, I have gone in, there was no enough bone, I have to close up. That you can see, you can um, uh, even make the cuts uh, virtually there, make the template, take it out immediately, adapt it to the uh, template and then fix it up there. You will save lots of time and you can be very precise. I have had the chance of working with one. Uh, our uh, doctor, Dr. Sandil Morgan, is there in, uh, in uh, right now. He's in, uh, in uh, Savita Dental College. Uh, upcoming, upcoming, he's upcoming man. He's uh, my friend and my student. Uh, so I have worked with him in one or two. He said I had the opportunity to see. He gave me the chance to work with him. So it is really wonderful. Uh, you cannot avoid it. Don't shy away. Uh, you should learn this technique. And it, I, what I feel is, it should become a part of our uh, curriculum also. It should be included in the uh, our textbooks as a chapter. And uh, in our curriculum, like how you are having a OPG machine in all of our OPs in colleges, you should definitely have a 3D printing machine. It should be there with that uh, uh, software. Nowadays, it is affordable. You can have a concept printer for uh, very cheap. Price. Definitely. I think now affordability, I mean, the more the people will use is lesser the cost will be. So I think that way also it becomes more affordable. Yeah, and definitely. I, it, it is becoming uh, cheaper, affordable. And at the end of the day, it's about providing the best care to our patients. So I think the focus is the patients. So I think 
that adds a lot of value to the life and definitely. care that we provide definitely patience and you that is also there and uh, your own satisfaction that you have done uh, just you have yes. done your best you that's the more that is also i feel that is also a big part many times patient may be happy the surgeon may not be happy sometimes the patient surgeon is happy exactly. patient is not happy but uh, our uh, happiness or our satisfaction also mm -hmm. is very important not only they are making the patient yes. satisfied so in that way also it is very uh, important and useful wow. thank you so much sir that was a lot of information and a lot of uh, you know courage courage to all the people that you know just go ahead look at your bread and butter but go ahead with other things as well develop something new and you know that was a lot of inspiration thank you so much for being here and adding this value thank you thank you very much thank you very much so far thank you sir thank you i hope you learned various ways in which technology can help our existing surgical procedures with dr vikram I hope to continue this amazing journey with you. I believe you're not left behind in this journey. Visit our website www.surgeonsin3dprinting.com to know more. Subscribe the podcast to hear more interesting conversation with experts across the globe. We would love to connect with you for any unanswered questions. If you are still fired up for more, visit the resources section of our website and find amazing gifts for you. Hope to connect with you in the next episode. Till then, stay safe and live with passion. Life is a work in progress. What matters at the end is the journey.